0: Hello, and welcome to The Big Show. This is Dim Lights and Stiff Drinks, the dive bars of Seattle. We're setting out to document those bars that have a seedy backstory and interesting history behind them. But we're not just talking about these places in the quiet confines of some home studio. No! We if oh. we're not there. Where are we at? Jeremy, quick, where are we at? the Baranoff. At the Baranoff. We're live on location at the Baronoff today. Uh-huh. Joining me as always... Is the man himself, our producer, Bob Trombley. How you doing, Bob?
1: I'm doing great, Brad. Hey, now.
0: And of course, my two co hosts, Lou Dog, and what's your nickname <laughs> this week? It uh, always changes. Twister Half Pint. Twister Half Pint, okay. Yeah,
2: well, wow. We'll <laughs> yeah, BA. Can we throw a little in front of that? Little, yeah. L- L- there you go. Little L- 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 Twister pint. Half Pint.
1: <laughs> Fresh <good>. from SoundCloud.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you just
1: need a face tat now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well uh, as far as the podcast goes it was pretty I had a pretty cool experience last night I'll have to tell you guys about so Uh-oh. there's a local nonprofit organization called uh, historic Seattle and they've heard of them. yeah they you know they're dedicated to preserving historic buildings and houses and stuff like that they've been around for a long time anyway they have a big shindig every year big award show and you know it's pretty hoity-toity they got a lot of Fancy food come in. Everyone's black dressed up for the night. Oh, it's not oh. black tie, but it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser, but everyone suits up. And there's about 200 people there, and they asked me to MC last night. Oh hey, so uh, oh,
2: everybody put that shit in the air. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <it was> just,
0: <laughs> Let's
3: get this
2: fucking party started.
0: How'd you do? I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Yeah, and it was at Washington Hall. Oh, uh, that is a cool location. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. Is that it, the one yeah, that's, to that the place weird. cool. It's in the Central District. I think it's not too far from the freeway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, relatively um, close. It's, it's or near, near, and exactly, near right Seattle that, U. Yeah, that hood yeah, over there. it yeah. has
3: been some pretty famous events at that hall. Yeah, I saw of, Kurt
2: Vonnegut there, and I think you were at that same show, right? Or is I that, wa- am I thinking of Town Hall? Is that That's the Town thing? Hall. Oh, this you're is You're thinking of Town that. Hall. Yeah. This is an old Kurt in concert? Yeah, no, this <laughs> with, wasn't... With his metal band? You're thinking of Town yeah. Hall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Live. Yeah.
2: Okay, I don't know if I've been there. No, cool. so the
0: stage that I was emceeing from is the same stage that Jimi Hendrix played his very first show With his high school band, and the the musicians that have played there over the years, everyone from like Billie Holiday and Duke Ellington to the punk bands of the '80s, Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, groups like that. So it was pretty cool to be up there on the stage. Anyway, the director of Historic Seattle. Before I get on stage, he comes out first and. You know, warms up the crowd, and then he introduces me, and he goes over my bio and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, Brad Holden wrote these books." You know, he blah, 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 was blah. the
2: co-host of the famous podcast. Well, that's what Dim I was going to
0: say, and so he goes through my resume, and he's like, "And he's the host of Dim Lights and Stiff Drinks." Wild applause! Whoa! As as podcast, Whoa!
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. We're high
0: fiving white guys right now. High fiveing yeah.
1: white guys because no Crickets for my to to the books. Podcast.
0: But as soon as he announces the podcast, wild applause. Wow. Wow. All right, yeah. yeah. All right. yeah. Nice. So it was really cool. So then I go out on stage. IMC. After the show, you know, I go and grab a drink. I recognize some familiar faces out in the crowd. So I go out and talk to them. I'm hanging out, and I had all kinds of people coming up to me either saying, hey, huge fan of the show, love the podcast, or what was the name of that podcast again? With their phones out so they can enter it in the search bar and get it on their phones. Oh, yeah. Tons of people. Nice. Yeah. So I just wanted awesome. to bring that up to you guys. And, uh, that's dim so the lights word is apparently and
3: stiff drinks available on all your podcasters' yeah.
0: platforms. Like all to
3: right, subscribe. That's really cool. and
0: the comment that I was also hearing a lot, which is kind of cool, I don't know if you guys get this too, is that's such a great idea. How has no, nobody ever thought of that yeah, before? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You guys we, ever hear that? We've when had a couple of episodes that? where we talked I've about that, I've never talked yeah. to anyone
2: yeah. who's heard of it. I'm, it's just me selling it. I'm like, have you listened to it yet? And all the people at work and people I know. I'm
0: like, sell
3: that.
2: No. Well, no, I mean, you work with
0: bankers, Lou, to be fair. I know exactly fair.
3: what you're talking about, Bab, because whenever it comes up, it's like,
0: oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> right? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. Yeah, why hasn't anyone thought of that before? Yeah,
3: for sure. So anyway, it was pretty cool. Very relatable podcast.
2: Very relatable.
3: Yeah. yeah. There should be one yeah. in
2: every city. We should franchise it.
3: Oh, hell yeah. The road trip. What we to about drinks,
2: The Dive Bars of Chicago.
3: Uh, uh, Vegas.
2: Boston. Detroit. The possibilities are uh, things on yeah. Duluth. <laughs> Winnemarca, Nevada. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As long as we get a cut of the pie, right? Wait, we, we
3: just go yeah. on road trip, man. Could get a fucking RV. Hashtag van life. Hitting dive bars around the country? <laughs>
1: Somebody's,
3: Somebody's got to money. do it. Yeah. I, I can tell all you motherfuckers I, are going to uh, stink bad in a few days in a
0: van.
2: That. Let's talk to our wives about it this weekend.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm sure it'll be no problem. So, I'm, I'm sorry, where are we again? So, uh, the tonight, in Greenwood. We are at the Baronoff Restaurant and Bar in Greenwood. So, as far as the history of this place, uh, that's a pretty interesting history, actually. So... It first opened in 1942. It was opened by Marie Nordquist, who opened her namesake Marie's Cafe here. Uh, It first operated strictly as a restaurant, but in 1949, they added a bar in the back where we are now and called it the Greenwood Room. So it was Marie's Cafe with the Greenwood Room in the back. And I feel like having a separate closed off bar area was a concept that was a bit more popular back in the day. I mean, you still see it in certain places, right? Mm-hmm. Like Chinese restaurants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. places like that. The Temple. Denny's on 45th. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You or still see it, but uh, it's not as popular as it once was. I yeah. think it was more of like a hurricane. concept of cafe with a bar in
2: the back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah exactly. Yeah,
0: for sure. Anyway, so that's how it opened in the 1940s. And in the 1950s, Marie had a cook working for her that created a blue cheese dressing that became instantly a hit with the customers. In fact, it was so popular that people started asking wow. if they could bring some home. So she started bottling and selling it commercially, and it became such a huge hit here in Puget Sound that's, that she actually opened her own bottling plant on Aurora the Avenue. the that's still that's, in the store today? That's, still, when you to that's the Marie's dressing wow. that's still in started the store today. it started at the Baranoff. It started here wow. at the Baranoff. Wow, how yeah. cool mm-hmm. is that? Everything yeah. comes from Seattle. That's right. <laughs> Everything
2: blue, blue but dressing a comes from Seattle.
0: <laughs> that came up with this recipe. And Both and she could have easily have kind of like steamrolled over them and just put her name on it and kept all the money. But she it was kind of cool the way they did it. So um, as it got more popular, she appointed the cook once she opened her bottling uh, plant and stuff to be the president of this new business, Marie's dressing. So he became a millionaire as well as she and started earning, like, several million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. So Marie's dressing oh, started here, which is kind of cool. cool. I think I have a bottle awesome. of Marie's blue cheese love, in my fridge. I love that It is dressing. good. It's it is. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Hidden Valley. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> even know it started in Seattle, so.
2: Sorry, Paul also, Newman. So the
3: Baranoff is a money laundering operation for Salad Dressing Company. <laughs> Essentially. Shh, we're not supposed so, to. Okay, okay, got
0: it. We're supposed to keep that on the DL. That's what they asked us. So anyway, so yeah, her uh, salad dressing business took off. Uh, She sold the place to a guy by the name of Patrick McCormick in 1974, though it continued to be known as Marie's Cafe. In 1979, McCormick was busted for tax evasion for not reporting all the restaurant's earnings to the IRS Uh and was sentenced to one year in prison. You know... It's funny, it was, made me think, I used to work with this guy that used to try to convince everyone at work that it was against the Constitution to pay to, taxes, like, pay taxes. Yep. and he had this big pamphlet, and he was like, yeah, just don't pay your taxes, and if they bring you to court, you just cite, cite this weird statute, and they'll dismiss it, and everyone's like, sure. oh, okay, dude, yeah. You, yeah, go ahead. How's that working <laughs> yeah. for you? Yeah. Yeah. Try, ahead, give a Let's that a try, let get back goes. to us. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they yeah. now? Yeah. In prison. Probably. So that was in 1979 when he was sent to prison. About a year later... It's so
2: funny. It's like quoting the Bible.
0: Yeah. Or
3: something. I thought you were going to tell us a story yeah. about a co-worker who was trying to sell you some homemade blue cheese dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, story I'm, could I'm have actually gone gone pretty d-
0: interested about that. In a number of different directions. So anyway, after this McCormick character didn't pay his taxes and got sent to prison, it was purchased by an Alaska fisherman, and that's when it became known as the Baranoff. First, it was the Baranoff Tavern. Baranof is an island in Alaska, and is also the name of an old passenger ship that was part of the Alaska Steamship Company uh-huh. back in the the early 20th century. So, the name is a tribute to Seattle's maritime roots, kind of like the the sloop. Uh-huh. We know we've been you know? to
3: quite a few dive bars that yeah. have a maritime nautical theme right. and a rich history of you know something going on with
0: boats and ships and
2: islands. The and cabin, cattle.
0: the cabin was another Absolutely. one. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and they've done
2: some. Uh, touch-ups in here, but it used to be more nautical. There yeah, fishing nets right. hanging yep. in the corners. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. You remember that's all that, remember that stuff? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's how I remember it too. You still now see traces of Now it's just fishnet it.
3: stockings in the corners. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, a little different. Well, and like right behind you guys is kind of a mural of an underwater scene, so you still see traces of it. Yeah. Lots of fish and stuff.
3: The, the telltale oh, nautical. Uh, uh, Accoutrement, right? Big-ass rope.
2: Yeah, of course. Got to have that. Okay, yeah. On the back of the bench here behind us. Big-ass rope. Yeah.
3: Yeah. One of those, like, old, like, iron portholes. Got to have one of those somewhere.
0: I'm sure we're going to. When we were at the sloop... They had this big s- display sign set up with all these nautical knots. Yeah. And Lou thought it was bones. <laughs> <But> Jeremy <laughs> did too, because we were at the other
3: side of the room. Yeah, yeah it, it looked, looked like bones and, <laughs> and <laughs> nooses and shit. It was quite the bones.
2: <laughs> because it was <laughs> right <laughs> before <laughs> Halloween, bro. We recorded it at the okay. end of October, and we were like, "What's this?" Oh, you thought it was a Halloween yeah. decoration? Okay.
0: In the
3: spirit. <laughs> <laughs> they still look like bones. They still look like bones. Yeah. It's not even Halloween. Even when I put my glasses on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The other thing, the interesting thing that's happened. So we often joke about like different crime stories that have happened at these different taverns. You know, break-ins, burglaries, and all that kind of thing. The good stuff. The good stuff. the cop with. And uh, usually it's a bunch of bumbling burglars. They get caught right off the bat. And and we've kind of joked about how uh, you know they're not exactly the Ocean's Eleven crew, right? You got one from here. We got one from here (laughs) that actually was kind of like Ocean's Eleven. Uh Uh-oh, whoa. Here we go. They made away
2: with seven tankers of blue cheese dressing. (laughs) You you (laughs) propelled down from the top on a (laughs) table with uh,
3: lasers. (laughs) uh,
2: Well, so check this out. So on August 14th,
0: 2016, somebody broke into the office part of the restaurant that was closed at the time. Now, this was on a night, like on a regular night that it was open. Uh, It happened around 10 p.m., when they were having karaoke, right? So somebody timed it right when they knew there was going to be a lot of noise. So anyway, whoever broke into the the, the office, then from the office broke into the room next to it that had a safe.
2: Like used like some kind all? of
0: expert safe cracking techniques, busted in the safe, wow. made off with twenty thousand dollars. Whoa! And made off with it. Was never caught. To this day, they don't know who it is. Which seems kind of like strange because to me job. that's got to be an inside job. Broke into the to be. safe. Yeah, well, whenever you safe. say
3: "quote unquote" broke into the safe, like like modern safes, you don't just break into them. Like,
0: well, he actually did. He didn't know the combo. He broke yeah? into it. I think Whoa. he used some kind of drills, or I don't uh, know what he used. I've seen that is emotional. Oh, okay, it, that is shit. So level it shape.
2: wasn't just an open safe, and they assumed, oh, he must have figured out the combo with no. the stethoscope. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, yeah. no, he used like some drills and some expert nice. equipment. But he had to have known, like where exactly the safe was, and, there is and number loot two, in there and that there was loot in there, because yeah. otherwise it wouldn't be worth his effort. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked that they didn't find the person because wow, yeah. that to me just reeks of like an inside job. I'm surprised they didn't, like, all right, give us a list of names, of you know,
2: you know all the current job employees by and a guy who happened to know a safe cracker. No, I think this guy, this is one of 50 jobs he pulled off. Yeah, around the area. You think so? Yep. But how did he know? You you got
3: to like case the joint. Yeah. How did he know the safe was in this room?
0: How did he know there was money in the safe? Because no one's gonna waste their time and risk getting caught for opening a a empty safe.
2: Yeah, you got an investment in a job. You got an investment. Yeah, Yeah. you
0: got to make sure you're gonna get something out of it. So yeah, again, that's
2: true. You're not breaking into a bank where you know there's money right, in the safe. Exactly. You're not like sticking the up off. a 7-Eleven. I mean, you, know, you It could just be the guy's you will, be, and uh, it could
0: be empty. There could be two hundred dollars in there, but could who, be a who the hell knows? There's going to be twenty grand in there.
2: Wait, <laughs> that's true. There's For one, a bar in and at that day, that's like. A bar carrying two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash And they karaoke, Don't drink karaoke. They knew, they
3: knew there would be extra cash from all the. No, they knew there was going to be noise from the karaoke Extract. and the. Wait, no. Is it? I don't know.
2: So it's both an inside. You job, must be going
0: to different karaoke uh, places <laughs> than I do, because uh, cash only no. at
3: karaoke. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Come
0: on.
2: When "Don't Start Believing" comes on, you hit the cop with the tire iron. You make it rain.
0: <laughs> that's pretty sweet. So anyway, so that's pretty much the, the Baranoff <laughs> history in a nutshell. Today, the, the Baranoff continues to operate as part diner, part dive bar, where plates of greasy spoon food meals, such as the one that we have in front of us right now, are served accompanied by the stiff drinks of your choice. In fact, as one of the signs outside reads, hot beer, lousy food, bad service. Nice. <laughs> so what do you guys think of that? Is
3: that still out there? Still out there oh, come on! If if you see a sign like that walking down the street, you yeah, gotta go in. Yeah. You gotta go you gotta in. Gotta go yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's easy. sell. that's awesome marketing
2: right there. And then you go straight on to Yelp, and you're like, I thought that sign would be a joke, but guess what? The beer was cold. The service was terrible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember and the this The food was lousy. This place, this is like if you want a, good, a breakfast sandwich and like a rainier at like maybe 7 a.m., yeah. it's really good for that. Yeah.
3: So if the sign is accurate, is that a Yelp one star review or a Yelp five star Yelp. review?
2: Totally delivered on their promise. Yeah.
3: Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it depends on you. Yeah, firstly, five stars. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. <laughs>
2: Fair enough, five stars.
1: There we go. Yeah. Dim well, like Stiff Drink Review. I
3: don't know.
2: Well the layout is not kind not of blue cheese dressing. It's kind of funny, right? Because like you described, this started out as a restaurant. Yeah. And they cut off part of it and put a bar in the back. Yeah. The restaurant has been gone for twenty five years now?
0: Well the restaurant still operates
2: in the De front. I have never seen anybody eating in it. It's just like yeah. an empty restaurant not, you walk through. Super to get to popular. The yeah. You never Let's had get an omelet popular? here? Well oh, so it's a breakfast joint. Uh, it's, no, it's a regular joint. It's, 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 it's
3: a fucking hangover joint. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: well, I've been here four times in the last two months, and I've never seen anybody up front. Huh. Five or six o'clock. Yeah, I think I've five grabbed a couple o'clock meals the here over the days. <laughs> Come at five or six o'clock in the morning. Uh, Lose think, a professional. Yeah. I think if you show up, they're going to be like, "Who's the fuck's this guy sitting at the table? Get <laughs> your food and go back to the Excuse bar. Excuse me, uh, I'd like a Cobb salad, please. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, anyone? Well, you Blue looked cheese. at the menu, Bob. Do they have a... Cobb salad and
1: oh, they serve breakfast all day. That's not, noteworthy, but they have like burgers uh-huh. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's such a diner food. It's a diner food, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's creasy spoon, like yeah. you said. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. huh? It looks more like a front for a blue cheese laundering dressing or something, right? What are you accusing Marie of, huh? Yeah, you're not coming <laughs> here for <laughs> the you, Chateau Beyond, you know, not you're not <laughs> getting sued for <yeah>.
1: libel here. <laughs>
2: the
1: waitress
3: will probably tell us, like, Yeah, I, I wouldn't or order or- 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 the T-Bone. <laughs> yeah, just to clear
2: that one. <laughs>
1: Can I have extra blue cheese?
2: So, yeah, this is kind Honey, of... I'll sell uh, you
1: a whole bottle.
2: <laughs> you know, the, uh, the funny thing is when we were first talking about what should we do for a podcast, this was one of the things that happened in my brain because I came in here, my car was in the... There's shop? A, there's an auto shop. And there I showed up and they are like, oh, sorry, we said it was ready, but it wasn't. And, like, oh, damn get, it. Now go, I have to go drink. Go kill an hour and a half. And I walked up here and... When I walked in at that time, I'm pretty sure they still had the ropes hanging up, but Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it was... More big-ass rope. More big-ass rope. And it was probably, yeah, like 5.30, but that whole part of it was packed with... One table was a woman and a man playing, like, mahjong. Like, they come there every day and play mahjong. Nice. There was a guy at the next table who was with his friend, and he was, like, uh, practicing his magic. So he had his magic the gathering, no, like uh, (laughs) close up magic, making like coins disappear. Yeah, Yeah. coin out of your ear. There's one ring, there's two rings. There's one ring. You
3: see somebody practicing magic in a bar, you run.
2: Yeah, but no, it was his friend and he was practicing, so he was using him as the thing. And then in the other, in the back booth, there were like some people playing cards, and it was seemed like everybody knew each other and no one ever leaves here. I was like, this is what. That was the original mm-hmm. concept of the podcast. So, it was like we come in here, we camp out, shop in the corner, yeah. and we bring these yep. people over one at yep. a time and tell them what you love about the place. Yep. What game are you playing? I, I
1: thought we were going to be live get, streaming mahjong. That's yeah, what I, gonna,
3: well, <laughs> I, I want to get the magic. Sounds like a riveting episode <laughs> on, on, the, on the mic. Uh, surely they have some stories to tell.
2: Yeah, it was just all these colorful characters and everyone. Uh, yeah, it was so unique, and I thought that'd be cool. But we found out in the second episode that if you involve the regulars in the podcast, once you ask them over to risky. talk, yeah, risky. You got them for the rest of the show.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: So, it, it, did,
2: did those guys bring their own
3: magic tricks with them, or are there some at the bar that you can borrow? Mm. You know, like a lending
0: library.
2: That's <laughs> a place trick. to come your magic.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Disappearing balls. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just got to leave your credit card.
1: disappearing highballs. There you go. j Dog. you got an investment uh, venture here. (laughs) I think you're on to something.
2: So, yeah, we're in the back room. There's a pool table. There's a magic coin. Is that a...
1: Yeah, what the hell is is that? Is that a
2: claw game? Oh, it's a claw game.
1: That's so you can... Waste your money trying to win that, your little kid a depressing yeah, that, that toy. Is a,
3: that, is, that is a first, I think, on the podcast. <laughs> I think it is, it's, actually. It's a claw game, like a coin operated claw game. But, but it's, see a but
1: Fred
0: it's specifically in the bar area. It's not in the restaurant nope. where there'd be families, it's in the bar area. <laughs> it
3: is waiting for you, you to get to be drunk, <laughs> drunk and drop in like $40 trying to get that stuffed unicorn. You have to yeah. be 21 to play.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it is gambling. It is gambling. <laughs> I do kind of want the stuff to I think it's that off. old when you
2: could bring your kid into the bar and someone's got a memory of, I remember going to the off with my dad and he'd win me <laughs> prizes at the claw game. Or at least you would try to. <laughs> would try there's a lot of cussing. Look at how fuzzy dies. and a, the time he, mad. Break the machine. He threw the whiskey bottle through the machine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marie a,
2: asked him to leave. <laughs> there's a little uh, stage in the corner. That's the karaoke that stage. The, Oh, that's where kinda the magic a, yeah, happens. Like, wh-
3: where where are we at? Where are we at? Kind so, a little yeah, bit we are of. We're in the uh, back
2: area, and
0: this is a popular karaoke place. Got some Daryl's going on here with the tinsel, kind yeah. yeah. of reminiscent of Daryl's. Oh, that's right. That's uh, what it reminded yeah. me of too. Yeah. yeah.
3: Daryl's though live bands, Baronoff
0: karaoke.
3: Yeah, it's a smaller Occas- stage, just bands, big enough right? for karaoke. I, I do remember occasional occasional live bands at the Barnoff over the years. Nice. Yeah. I've
1: never seen live band here, but across open the mic? way at I think the they crosswalk, have, they've had some open mic nights. I've been to a few, yeah, over there. And then across the way is Bleachers Bar as well, which used to be up the way in Greenwood, but I used to frequent that as old, older location quite a bit.
2: I think I thought that was gone. It used to be on the other side of 85th, right? Yeah,
1: but now it's right across the street from here. They moved it. Well, that's what's wild. No this kid. little yeah. area right here, yeah. like this two-block
0: radius, this is there's drinker's a ton of Bars and breweries here now. Yep,
3: hell yeah. We are in a we're yeah. an old ass building in an old you know, relative I mean not old, old, but relatively old, yeah. you know, kinda of bar been here for a while like you're talking about, Brad. All around us, literally all around us, brand new fucking condos. Like, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Which is, you know, fairly typical in the Seattle area, especially this neighborhood, Green Lake. And, Maybe this was know, zoned or something. Ballard, so it, shit. Yeah. Well, you right. guys
0: used to live on uh, some condos yeah, used to live, like, right up the road. Away. Yeah,
3: Yeah. hell yeah. So, coming over here all the time. So, it's yeah, it's just weird. Like, all the shit that I remember from years ago, all gone, replaced with condos and stuff. Uh, but the Baranoff, still here. Greenwood still here. Car Show? Still here. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, still here. Yeah, that's
2: true. Like, these city facing it's the Seattle one building divided into ten buildings but it's it, pretty it, much the same it, thing it almost
3: looks weird like you walk down the street and there's like fucking condos and, you know newer like CVS drugstores and shit and then there's like teeny little bear off Like old ass building, like tuckered in between two big ass, like condo buildings. Looks like that kind of deal where, like, like in New York City, there was like the old lady, like 200 years old, like refused to sell her property. They built like you know 100 story, you know, buildings right next to her, and she's got like this old, you know, one story house.
0: (laughs) Well, even weirder than that, like, interspersed with all that stuff you just described. Then you'll just see, like, an abandoned building just, like, on its own, mm-hmm. covered with graffiti, and, like, you know, all the weeds are overgrown Literally and right next door.
3: Not abandoned, but vacant building. It's been yeah. vacant for freaking
0: a year. Next to all these thriving businesses and stuff. It's yeah. weird. So, yeah. It's a weird neighborhood. Weird it is neighborhood. a weird neighborhood, so. Well, anyway, so should we do uh, what you drinking? <clears throat> or are we ready for round two already?
1: Satans, take us out. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we are (laughs) back for round two. Well, kind of. Kind of.
3: Kind of. Round two for for us, round one for the listener, which is kind of Yeah, because we didn't get around to having any
0: discussions about what we're drinking yet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I can kick us off. i got a Deschutes Fresh Hop IPA. I had that for round one. Very, very delicious. It's delicious. Yeah, fresh fresh hop They just iP-
2: got it in. It's a fresh keg. Come on down. Fresh hop IPA is
3: a very popular trendy beer right now and like we t- said before even the diviest of dive bars in Seattle is going to have, you know, the at least one or two good shit on tap. Thus to shoots fresh hop IPA.
2: Well, I think it'd be good for me. I'm not embarrassed to say I don't know what you mean when you say fresh hopped.
3: Oh, well there you go. Okay. <laughs> so good setup. IPA India Pale Ale known for heavily hopped ale has a rich history like they hopped it so it could it could travel from you know the british monarchy over to india and back and forth or whatever they hopped the shit out of it because it, it helped um preserve the beer and right. it was right. uh, more transportable and it had a longer shelf life right so ipa is super super popular Fresh hop is uh, f- literally fresh hops, not not tilled, not uh, frozen, not um, congealed, not into preserved, for not an extract. What are actual fresh hops? You, you pick put it in, out
2: of the ground. You throw usually, it in the
3: beer. Usually, usually put in in the last stage of fermentation. Sometimes early in the you know in the wort phase or whatever, but usually last in the fermentation before before racking and bottling and so forth. And gives it a nice, nice hoppy freshness to it. That's cool. Yeah. Brad, what
2: did you uh, drink for round one? Well, you know, and it's round kind two. of funny
0: for round two. So I ordered a Joe Utah pale ale, but the lady was distracted. And I think she, I'm pretty positive she gave me the same thing as what Jeremy's drinking. And I'm actually glad she did because it's... A I don't delicious know. drink. Well, different
2: that hue. That looks, that looks the like mind, a tissue. different He's
3: color. Hazy. It's hazy. Yeah, yours
0: looks yeah. hazy, Brad. And it
3: looks hazy. The, it doesn't look pale. I,
2: I also have a Johnny. So you can yeah, compare too. You the know two. what?
0: I, I think you I think you actually
3: got is the
2: right beer. Wait,
0: yours is a Joe Utah? Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah from, uh, Georgetown, Brewing.
2: Johnny Utah from uh, Georgetown Brewing.
3: Johnny Utah from Point
0: Break. Sam no, Reeves. It's different. Different. Johnny yeah.
2: Football. Johnny wow, football. we have a mystery beer.
0: We have a mystery beer. mystery
2: beer on our hands.
0: So you know
3: what you're drinking, Lou? What are you drinking?
2: Uh, I had the same thing you did for round one, the Deschutes, uh, fresh hop. And for round two, I have a Johnny Utah.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you think you don't have Johnny Utah?
0: It tastes like a hazy, and it's delicious. But it tastes different than but Lou's It, it Johnny tastes different Utah. than him, yeah. Huh. Yeah, mine's more of like a hazy, hoppy, huh. yummy kind of flavor.
3: I did not see another
0: hazy on the tap list at 10, 10 taps. And I wasn't paying attention at when she baronet. poured it, really. I was distracted, so... Who knows what she poured? And
3: it could very well be that the beer pouring is not what's on the tap at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've encountered that before. That's always fun—mystery beer, mystery beer, mystery That's beer. That's what I'm
0: going to chuck it up to you. So, nice. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's it's really tasty and delicious. So, it's like a white airhead. Nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Somebody, somebody should make a white airhead beer. It's. Mr. Somebody somebody I'm sure somebody has already Co- done. Co-partner that, right? With white airhead. Yeah, get get some licensing rights with the fucking candy company that makes those or whatever. I want a white white airhead bear.
1: I'm down with that.
2: Nice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we talked a little bit about where we at. But, you know, maybe, Lou, maybe can get us a little more, more color. We talked about the crazy-ass claw machine over in the corner in the bar area, not the restaurant area. In the That's bar right. Area with the ridiculous, like, rainbow lights and crap, and it's uh, quite a sight. And it's full of stuffed animals. It yeah. is full it's of straight stuffed out of
0: animals. Fred I mean, Myers. if it had a bunch Legit of stuff that, like, bar people would be interested in, yeah. then yeah, I could like see it.
3: breathalyzer, <laughs> <and laughs> right. aspirin, and uh, <laughs> what, what else would you have in a... Call paraphernalia, uh, shot glasses. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Would your kid really be happy if you brought him that home to him though? You know, it's kind of a black like you, you, it you is. Really, you really so, need a condom and you gotta like gift, uh, put a shoe uh, quarters in the I machine and have been at the bar. It's my penance gift to you, <laughs> <Yeah>. kid.
0: <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Looks like I'm not getting lucky tonight. <laughs> Guess I'm getting an STD. <laughs> <laughs> fucking claw <call> machine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's also this funky-ass, weird, like second bar next to the claw machine that uh, I'm really curious. Like, what do you do with that second bar? Doesn't have taps. Doesn't have booze behind it. Uh, Oh yeah, it's It's almost
2: imagination. A little cashier. There are times when there's 200 people in this joint, and we need that second bar. But there's it, no booze back there, so oh. what purpose does it serve? When's the last time there's It's there not like they have taps or yeah. bottles yeah, or anything that. It's as yeah. far the expansion, future okay. plans. Yeah,
0: future
3: plans. Okay. Think ahead. Yeah, they put ahead. it down. No, I can see. You know, it's karaoke coming. night. Well, does
0: it have something to do with karaoke? Like maybe you, that's where you oh, sign you, up for karaoke? you line up.
2: You queue you, you, up. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're next, Lou. Yeah, we're looking at just like in the middle of nowhere next to the claw machine, there is a bar that has eight chairs on it. It's, so it's a long bar, ten chairs, Uh-huh. and there's looks uh-huh. like it's never been used. There's, there's a even a big
0: screen TV behind it. Cashier
2: I
3: mean. there, a little screen, but no
2: booze. No, no yeah. booze.
3: And uh, yeah. yeah, claw machine. But at Lots least we've got forward, at least too. we got the obligatory pool table. It looks like a pretty cool, pretty good quality pool table. Yeah. Stick your four quarters in, play a game of play a game of ball. Felt looks pretty decent. Nice. And of course, the karaoke corner. Do you guys want to talk about
2: Greenwood? Yeah, where,
3: where, right where, at? At? where are we
2: at? <laughs> where are we at? Where are we at, Lou? Greenwood. We're <laughs> at Greenwood, which okay, is possible. just north uh-huh. of Greenwood. Green Lake, which our listeners will remember from a Little Red Hen episode just a couple that's weeks right, ago. That's right. it's, this one's a bit of a tweener. If you live in the north end, then Greenwood is a place you might have to cut through to get to your neighborhood, even if Greenwood isn't your final destination, right? it's kind of smack dab in the middle of everything. Even
3: old school Seattleites be like, Greenwood? Where, where's that again? Um, Finney Ridge, I know what you're talking about. But Greenwood? Where is that? Like 85th? Well, and Greenwood,
0: something I think, has kind of become a happening place in the last 10 well,
3: years. Well, yeah. if yeah. Greenwood is oh,
2: your definitely. final destination, then you might be coming here to go to Gordito's to get a burrito the size of a baby for $11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, Gordito's. Oh, anytime. yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe you have little kids, so you go to Top 10 Toys. One of the best toy stores in town. It's one of those... Uh, Modern parent toy stores where all the toys have some educational learning facility. STEM. Like no learning. action figures, no Hot Wheels. Where's the yeah. G.I. Joe's? All oh, education. It's wooden puzzles and Melissa and Doug well, shit. Well, Legos, get the fuck out. Where's the guns? <laughs> and there's where's this, the, the off one of the jewels of Greenwood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Jeremy, we're going to have to lean to you on this. Oh. I didn't know this about Greenwood, but when I was doing my research, uh, I found this quote and I never thought of it as a sketchy neighborhood. It's more working class than maybe the neighborhoods around it. But the quote I found was Greenwood is known by locals informally as Greenhood due to the amount of gang violence and drug disputes that occur here. Gang
3: violence. No, no, no. That that was that was that was South Greenwood.
2: Well, that I think
3: North Greenwood. <laughs> North Greenwood is the fucking retirement communities, okay? Oh, South okay. Greenwood, which where, where you, you? get rich. You get into Finney Ridge. You get closer to Ballard. But there's a little stretch in between Finney Ridge and the you know, decent part of Greenwood where it's, uh,
1: yeah, I it's, think a little, actually, it's a little rough. What that? Uh,
3: rough. What that There's is. some dance studios, nail salons. You know, <laughs> you know the hood. I
1: think what <laughs> yeah. that's referencing is uh, Sandell Park.
2: Okay, where's that at? Oh yeah, just
1: up the street a little bit. Yeah. That's north. Yeah, because yeah. I used to go. 100? I used to go down. Well, allegedly, Us, used to, used to, to be to...
3: overrun with druggies, Now overrun with homeless. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of city there. parks. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I just heard, like back at night, you, 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 you wanted, wanted.
1: Sandell. You wanted to yeah. watch your back if you're walking around there late. at night. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So and it's also it's adjacent to Aurora, so that's where that's why there's issues because just up the street you got.
3: You know, when, when, wow. you're, when you're doing your meth and all strung
2: out, you want to go to the zoo and see some animals. I didn't know that. But what I did find is that there is a thing about fires in Greenwood, though. Specifically 85th and Greenwood. Well, the
1: Greenwood arson.
2: That, the heart of this uh, neighborhood has had enough bad fires to perhaps be cursed. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> Whoa. In 2009, there was an arsonist that was working yep. that area. From June to November. A- after I moved out of the neighborhood, for the record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it your alibi? 2009
2: you moved when what year,
3: Jeremy? Uh, let's say 2008. Let's Can go with that. Can anybody vouch sure. for that? All right.
2: <laughs> no. So they- was
0: that when you always smelled like lighter fluid? <laughs> Things are starting to come together here. You shut your Diesel.
2: Mouth. <laughs> They did finally catch him, but not before he set 14 fires. And the largest was right on the corner. You know, the Taproot Theater is a little in. Mm-hmm. It was that... Second from the corner building, and it burned to the ground. Oh, it took you know I remember, with it I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, the I remember that one too. Yeah. That yeah. was big. Yeah, they, they
3: thought the theater would have to close, but they they yes, did they exactly. did like a GoFundMe kind of yes. thing to like to, to 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 recover, which was actually pretty cool.
2: Right on. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And they did catch the guy, and the perpetrator was a forty six year old um, man named uh, Jeremy
1: <laughs> Bookham Dano.
2: He was a forty six year old homeless man named Kevin Swalwell, and he pled guilty and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Good. And turns out he was a firebug and he'd had six prior arson convictions. Oh man. Before this one. Arson's Crazy a
0: weird, weird thing. Like Lifetime what do arsonist. you what do you think fuels How you get arsonist? off on that? Yeah. yeah. No, no pun is intended. Is it the, was it just That's the destruction weird. of property instead of like taking a life like serial killers? Well, you know It's like you said firebug with like rooted, a whole history of It really
3: shit. sounds yeah. like an addiction. Yeah. It sounds it like an addiction
2: an addiction but a little bit of compassion because nobody was killed in any of his fires he set one home fire and the guy was badly injured but that was it out of 14 fires okay i think he only set one home so
3: fire. he was a conscientious he was arsonist. a compassionate okay. that's good to have yeah, <laughs> yeah good
2: yeah, yeah good, good combo <clears throat> one
3: except for that one time yeah
2: but, yeah. And so and then there was the second one and it was not too long ago at 2016 do you guys remember when there was a monster gas explosion? Yes, which oh, yeah, also yeah. happened yeah. at nighttime which yeah. Yeah. which
1: dearly departed Mr. Euros.
2: Miss that was this, oh. that was ground zero <laughs> yeah. for it. Oh. Mr. Euros. Yeah. God. Yeah. If that means anything it's it just now. south yeah. of 85th on yeah. that first block of mm-hmm. buildings. So yeah, I
0: forgotten about that but yeah. So
2: yeah, check this out <laughs> like when that went off it it leveled two buildings like a bomb, and it yeah. damaged thirty-six businesses around it, like windows shattered, <laughs> bottles flying off the shelves at the bar. It, like like it was in pro- the middle of the night, A right? tank yeah. or something that yeah. got rigged or yeah. some shit, yeah. hey, Wasn't that one? Well, it was amazing. Nobody was killed because someone reported a gas leak, and there were a bunch of firemen on site looking for it. And yeah, you're right. It was at two in the morning. Yeah. And so it went off, and uh, it, it's amazing because um, I remember it at the time, like. It said in the article I read that it was heard as loud, far away as Edmonds. Yeah. Brad, you could have heard it if you were up at night in the backyard with the dog.
0: Oh. Yeah, like I'm always up at 2 o'clock in the morning out <laughs> hanging in my backyard.
2: No, your dog's got a piss, <laughs> man. Yeah. But Edmonds is 10 miles away for anyone who doesn't live here. Oh. I live about 3 miles away, and I slept through the whole thing. So did, so did yep. my wife. Yep. yep. And uh, so. I was uh,
1: living in Capitol Hill at the time, and I did not hear anything. didn't hear it.
3: He was in the club,
1: <laughs> thought I was part of the base beat. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so when you know I woke up in the morning,
2: with. I was eating breakfast, and so I looked at my Facebook, and there was a Fremont Wallingford community group, and it was all like, oh, my God, did you hear that explosion last night? What happened? And my wife came and told and
0: me. And then there was a lot of uh, condolences about the no longer existing That's gyro my, place. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Gyro's. Mr. Mr. Gyro's.
2: So that was so... the. They did an investigation of it. And so they actually blamed somebody. It was Puget Sound Energy. And what they found was mm. the gas company. Everybody doesn't live Maybe here. Negligent gas lines, huh? The gas line was abandoned in 2004, but they failed to disconnect it and seal the line. So it ran for 12 years with no oversight. Oh, oh hey. No. All right. Free <laughs> gas. Oh, the free com- gas until you explode. Who
1: lost your job there?
2: Yeah, PSE contracts uh, people that worked for them. and The one who... Burke Greenwood was Pilchuck contractors. Put that on your list, listeners. Don't ever call Pilchuck. Mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. don't, don't do it. The BBB. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, I don't think they're still around. But yeah, <laughs> the investigators dug into it, and they found out that Pilchuck had already been caught before that explosion for falsifying dozens of gas line inspection <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> this sounds <is laughs> conspiracy-laden. And PSC uh-huh. found out about it, and they just slapped him on the wrist and put him back to work. So, wow. The what is this the Catholic the, Church? Yeah, they brought the hammer down though and they had to pay a 4 million dollar fine which was basically the amount for all the damage. Damages okay. So, yeah. Maybe wow.
3: not the industry to get into.
2: So what we're saying yeah. is if you move to Greenwood, stay a couple blocks from <laughs> Greenwood. double check your gas line. <laughs> double lines. check your gas line. Yeah. yeah. There you ain't no such
3: line. thing as free gas. Get a canary.
2: Might have an old Pilchuck line that. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look for yeah. that little
3: silver tag on the. <laughs> this is a funky neighborhood, though. I mean, I, I lived here for many years. This was one of the my first home purchases—a little condo, a little I remember DPS, that place. Yeah. Cheap ass condo just down the street. Yeah. It's great. You know, it's a great place to you know start off and stuff. But the the neighborhood has changed so dramatically lately. Yeah. Like we talked about, there's fucking condo places all over the place, which is. Like par excellence for this
1: whole area. I will say something that's sad is the Safeway that is no longer with us across the street. Right,
3: and how long was that Safeway there? For like a year? A fat? Well, it was a been Wal- gone for
2: so long. Yeah, Maybe yeah like it was like a
3: CVS pharmacy for a few years, and then it was a Safeway, a beautiful new, completely brand new building that they built for Safeway. A couple years later, gone. Yeah. yeah, Bizarre. Yeah. Now, the, the Walgreens, which is also gone, you remember where the Walgreens used to be right across the street? They're Fun story, right next to the Walgreens, so beautiful Walgreens, brand new building they built, you know, typical Walgreens, all shiny and whatever, next to it was this old, old ass, like, dilapidated house that this family lived into and turned into a barbecue restaurant.
2: Nice. So I you would that? literally
3: go into the dude's house, and he, he would, like, set up this
1: big ass bucket pit
3: barbecue out in the front yard, like, no permits, no whatever, you know, like... Big old rolls of uh, paper towels, yeah. you know. Hey, he wants a barbecue. Come on over. Cash only, you know. And it's like him and his wife and two kids running around just running. It was great. Well, speaking of which, we awesome. for
0: like barely a year. Do you remember the old barbecue joint that used to operate on Greenwood here? And it was like kind of a divey barbecue place. It was like the yes. best barbecue uh. And, and it's
2: also right on there the. There was a couple of them. There ones. was, was like like a couple on But this one had been yeah. around
0: for a long a time. And I, I what sadly, time I think he may have died or something, yeah. and that was the end of his yeah. business. And I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it was some really damn good cue. But it was yeah. like. It was. Kind of, I don't know if he had a, a business license or not. It, it seemed not. kind of like borderline. Was it yeah. in like the nineties yeah, or something? Brad, There's actually been a couple of. What those. Was, was this like in the
1: nineties you're referencing?
0: It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. in the nineties, yeah. early 2000s. There's see. actually
3: been a couple of bars like
2: that too. There's yeah. been some pretty kind of
3: cool, funky, divey kind of bars that have like come and gone over the years well, too. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. There w- used
2: to be one right next to us, and it was kind of like a here today, gone today bar. One yeah. I remember being up here, it was like there was a sports bar a couple bars, a couple blocks down. That's gone. The yen war. Yeah. yeah, like country Never western bar, any? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one was ever on it. Yep. Nope. Ah. Uh-uh. Yeah. They're all little red hands. Because so <laughs> that's right. No, that's I'm not sure, but break s- into business to break into the Wingdom is, franchise. Wingdom. I
1: think that might have been their first yeah. location. I'm not sure, but I think it might have been. Good
2: point. Yes. Yeah. Still yeah. my favorite place that's to go to for wings. Yeah. Still yeah. there. Still yeah. a killer place for wings. Still a killer place Hell yeah.
0: Nice.
3: That is a success story, though. Like they've been around forever. Long time.
0: Well, and right Survive across the, the street from here, that's where the derelict <laughs> league. Metaphors. That's where the derelict league meets every Friday. So I'm trying to set that up for nice. us for one nice. of our upcoming shows to go there, hang meet? with those guys. They still meet every Friday night. Remind our listeners what the
3: derelict league is.
0: Yeah, so I wrote uh, an article about it in the the last episode of Seattle Magazine. Or no, excuse me, the upcoming episode of, of uh, the upcoming yeah, issue of Seattle Magazine coming up in a couple months is going to cover the story of the Derelict League. And they're an old baseball league that played in the 1970s in uh, throughout Seattle. Uh, it was this ragtag group of kind of like social outcasts, kind of the Bad News Bears, like an adult league of the Bad News Bears. They had all kinds of colorful names, and they had a really cool story. Anyway, how I met those guys is going across the street, Ah. Um, and they meet every Friday night. And they said that they would appear on the podcast, so one of the upcoming episodes of our podcast, we should definitely meet up with those guys and kind of get their story.
2: And we were introduced to Uh, them, yeah, podcast at the East Lake Zoo. That's right.
3: And we've right. been to the East Lake zoo a couple of times, yeah. so I yep. think it would be awesome to go Blue somewhere Moon else. Was also
2: in the Derelict League, the talk, was in the Derelict League. Yeah. talk to the Derelict at, League. Talk to the Derelict, Derelict League in their yeah.
3: You know yeah. They, the the
0: Premont uh, uh, Tavern <laughs> Muff Divers, <laughs> the, the crabs, the hey, losers. Oh. Yeah, they had some great names.
3: I think the place you're talking about it, it, across the street, um, Flying Bike. That's the name of it. Yeah. Thank you, the Flying, flying Bike, which actually used to be. When it opened, I mean, it used to be some fucking Chinese restaurant or whatever, you know, years ago. Then it was the Naked City Brewery.
0: Okay, it's still Naked years, City,
3: right? Closed, and now it's Flying Bike.
0: That's where oh. I was getting confused. That's right, of the two names. Yep. But yeah, it's the Flying Bike. They have an amazing tap but we section. Need to further clarify, amazing... there's
2: also a bike store. There is across
3: right. the street, but that
0: has nothing to do with what we're talking about.
3: No,
2: the, the Flying Bike. You can't get your bike fixed there.
0: No, no. Tubes, and, and
3: the no. flying bike actually, I believe, started in um, Soto, South Downtown. The little, little microbrewery, got like kind of popular and cool, and then psh, moved up here to Greenwood.
0: But the way they do it, at least my understanding, is they have different brewers come in and like pitch ideas, right. like cooperative. How about,
3: yep, it's a cooperative. cooperative. That's right.
0: Uh, how about this beer? And then they vote on it, and if they if it gets the thumbs up it's included on the list and they have this incredible beer list of different beers to to order it's it's mind blowing it's do really you guys, super you good. guys remember
2: oh well let's, do a, let's brew? do a double header tonight let's shut it down here yeah go over there and do another podcast. <laughs> it li- is literally across the street. We could stumble over a, there. Yeah. Pick up our microphones and the soundboard, and Bob has all the <laughs> cables. We're walking across the street. We
3: need one of those like old lady uh, push cart <laughs> things.
2: Well,
0: in the Derelict League, I mean, they're all in their, uh, probably in their, like, their early 70s. They're all ex-hippies, so... Lots of grain ponytails and I'll, I'll have big David Crosby guys. mustaches. Yeah, I'll have a drink yeah, with those yeah, guys literally. any day. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. It's a, it's a cool group of people, so,
1: yeah. Nice.
3: Well, shit. Oh, well, we got episode 14, 15, and 16 all planned out. I think we can wrap this shit up. Season yeah, two? Gonna, Hell yeah. Season that. three,
2: season four. We're gonna actually do a, a podcast pub crawl tonight, so we're just gonna do yeah two more of yeah, well. them. I'm, I'm sorry, to but head. we're gonna to have
3: to turn off the mics because we're way too wasted.
2: Yeah. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> we'll,
3: we'll, we'll catch we'll catch, we'll catch back up with you in pub number three. Water.
0: <laughs>
2: water. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's All do right. knock it on the
3: head. I gotta get help. Knock
0: it on the
2: head. I don't know if you guys now do. is a good
0: time to knock it on the head. Yep. So that concludes tonight's episode Bad. of Thin Lights and Stiff Drinks at the Baranoff. Baranoff. Thank you for joining us. Until the next episode, cheers. Saints pilgrims,
2: take us out.